Liddell Lee ate his last meal on, um, well, and I'll tell you that after this reappears on my iPad. That's the downside of using technology. Liddell Lee ate his last meal on April 20th. Officials of the Arkansas Department of Corrections executed him by lethal injection at 11.44 that same evening. The last meal is a customary ritual for death row inmates. The condemned can ask for whatever they want. State prison systems vary on how far they will go to accommodate these final requests. For instance, the state of Virginia has a 28-day rotating menu of uh, fare, like hot dogs and chili and that sort of thing. Prisoners can request a meal from that rotation. A chief, the chef in Texas, tries to prepare at least an approximation of what's been ordered. For instance, he grills a hamburger steak for the most frequently requested filet mignon. At least one news outlet reported that Lee had rejected a last meal. But this was not accurate. As most journalists pointed out, Lee requested and received Holy Communion. I read somewhere that Lee was not making a statement. Maybe he didn't intend to send a message. But he did anyway. It's one of the central messages conveyed every time we kneel at the altar rail. Take the time to look at the fragile, sacred, distracted, harried, wounded, relieved faces to your left and to your right when you come to the altar rail this morning. And each of these women and men, teens and children brings their life, their entire life, every moment, every episode, to Christ. In the past week, or month, or year, or decade, words have passed their lips that battered someone else's soul. They've been indifferent to suffering or resentful of of another's success. They've let down friends, betrayed themselves, cheated on taxes or spouses, put career before family, and thought themselves better than somebody else. And here they are, at the breaking of the bread, taking Jesus at his word that he wants them there. He wants them there. To mingle his life with theirs so that they can become who they truly are. If you want to know who somebody really is, who you really are, gather for the breaking of the bread. As Sister Helen Prejean recently tweeted, people are worth more than the worst thing they've ever done. People are worth the love that Christ pours into them. Communion gradually erodes one of our fondest habits. 
we sometimes reduce people to a single story. In the case of convicts, for instance, we reduce people to the worst story we can tell about them. We see them as the antagonist of a single damning narrative. We see a them in contrast to an us. It's okay to heap contempt on them, to punish or even to execute one of them. But we hesitate to do the same to one of us. After all, we are part of the same story. Their story may be sad and worthy of some sympathy, but it's not our story. Holy Communion opens our eyes to see that we are all part of one broader story. A story that includes us all. The gospel writer Luke illustrates this point in the Emmaus Road story. Cleopas and an unnamed disciple are fleeing Jerusalem on the third day after Jesus' crucifixion. What's for them a stranger, and for the reader, the risen Christ, joins them as they walk along. They simply... Don't recognize him. Who they see when they look at and listen to Jesus is shaped by the story they're telling. The presumed Messiah has been executed. Sure, some women scramble back from the tomb, babbling on about an empty grave and an angel saying that Jesus is risen, but they didn't buy it. Jesus turned out to be a loser. And for daring to hope that he was the Messiah, they were losers too. They should have known better. Jesus talked to them about what the scriptures say about the Messiah. Encouraging them to rethink the story they were telling themselves. Once they reached Emmaus, they sat down to eat. Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. In the breaking of the bread, they recognized him. And they recognized themselves. They rushed back to Jerusalem as people of the resurrection. They weren't just the ones who had doubted and fled and deserted their friends. In the breaking of the bread, they remembered the story that Jesus tells about them. Who they are is not what they make of themselves. Who they are is what grace makes of them. And so it is with each and every one of us. In 1993, Liddell Lee bludgeoned his neighbor, Deborah Reese, to death with a tire iron. Police apprehended him while he was spending the $300 he had stolen from her. 
24 years later, at the age of 51, Lee made the Last Supper his last meal. All the company of heaven, angels and archangels and all whom we love, but see no longer gathered with him in his cell. And so did we, whether we realized it or not. When any of us gathers at the breaking of the bread, the entire body of Christ gathers with us. There is, after all, only one body of Christ. What befalls one befalls us all. There is no us in them. There is just us. It's just us. Lee was the first of a proposed eight death row inmates Arkansas intends to execute this month. They're in a hurry. Their supply of lethal injection drugs is expiring, and replacements may be impossible to get. That's the story the Arkansas Department of Corrections is telling itself. No wonder they cannot see what Lee is inviting them to see. That we are all one in the story of grace. No one is reducible to the worst story we can tell about them. The holy meal is at the center of our common worship. That meal tells us the story of grace again and again and again. I pray that we will eventually get the message. For the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.